this <laughs> this week <laughs> this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. LG is no longer in the smartphone market. You can no longer get an answer from Yahoo. And oh no, 500 million Facebook users' data leaked online. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, April 9th, 2021. My name is Kirk Corliss. And I'm Scott Ertz. <laughs> and this is episode 86 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, proud partner of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We are streaming live on gncweekly.com slash live. So please, please be sure to say hello in chat or comment. Also, be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. If you miss the live video, that's okay. You can always catch the replay later. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. If you have a comment, be it on social media or email, and those links can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. So we took a week off. Um, so we're back with some news. And um, Scott, you wanted to bring up something to the top. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm really excited about a project that uh, <clears throat> Plug Hits Productions has coming up in two weeks. We are working with Melissa Rivers and... Uh, on the night of the Oscars, we are going to be producing her red carpet coverage. Woohoo! I am so excited about this. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, whatever platform, if you're watching us live, whatever platform you're on now, you'll probably be able to find us on that night. Um, just search for Melissa Rivers. Uh, we're going to be on Twitch. She's she's creating a Twitch channel. <laughs> nice. Um, so Melissa Rivers will be on Twitch. Uh, we'll be on YouTube um and uh facebook and whatever twitter is calling live video on twitter these days <laughs> since periscope is going away <laughs> yeah gone uh the 31st mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's been gone 10 days now um so very excited about that it's going to be awesome. a lot of fun michelle and i are putting a lot into this i've got graphics and it you know okay so for those who follow our ces coverage mm -hmm. The computer that we use, the beast, as we call it, that we use mm -hmm. for CES, isn't mm -hmm. powerful enough for the show that we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're going to have two of them. So we're actually, we're going to have two of the beast computer that we use for CES. Ooh. Yeah, so. Nice. Super excited about this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. I mean, Melissa Rivers and the editor-in-chief of Elle Magazine, I'm... Uh, I've I've been in rarefied air lately. Uh, last Friday, I got to spend some time with her, and it was just an absolute pleasure. She is as funny and as kind as her mother, uh, which is wonderful. <laughs> so awesome. I just want to make that announcement. Definitely uh, check us out. Uh, that, of course, means that that Friday, I will probably in be in technical rehearsals. So okay. we'll see what <laughs> happens. Totally understandable. So definitely, definitely tune in. Um, and uh, when the Oscars come up and everything, we'll um, I'll keep an eye out for it, and um, we'll also plug plug it all um, that uh, that when it before comes up. So awesome, uh, kudos. Obviously, this is a big deal for us. We're very excited about it. But 
we definitely need the support of our, our listeners and viewers across Absolutely. all the platforms because we want to make this big for her. We want it to look uh, look big for her because it's her first time kind of branching out on her own mm-hmm. and not you know, doing it under somebody else's name. You know, she's not on E. She's not, not under this media company that she's been working with. She's doing it entirely right. on her own. And we, we really want to rock this for her. So awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to tune in. And also, if you need any of my, any of my help, I'll be more than happy to throw my help in any way that I can. Excellent. Cool. Excellent. All right. So with that, um, we're going to jump in. There's a lot of new that dropped this week, and we'll dive into um, dive into LG in a little bit. Um, but this is top story that dropped, uh, reported early, earlier this morning, um, yeah. which was big news. Um, Amazon has defeated the historic unionization attempt at its BHM1 fulfillment center in Bessemer, Alabama. According to CNBC, approximately 1,700 of the more than 3,000 employees took part in the election voted against unionization as of this morning. Um, Associated Press uh, later also confirmed the result. Going into the contest, um, Amazon needed 1,608 ballots, or about 50% of the vote, to prevent the warehouse from unionizing. There is some things that are in contention, beginning with both Amazon and the Retail, Wholesale, and Department Store Union, or RW, RWDSU, um, which seeks to represent the approximately 5,800 employees at BHM1 have challenged about 500 ballots. According to CNBC, Amazon contested about 300 of them, primarily based on eligibility. The National Labor Relations Board, NLRB, won't release the official tally of contested ballots until it completes counting all the votes. Those contested ballots could play a pivotal role in the results as the election should vote should the vote get closer as the NLRB continues the counting process. And there's also legalities going on also. Yesterday, RWSU President uh, Stuart Applebaum called on the NL, NLRB to investigate claims that Amazon had pressured the U.S. Postal Service to install a mailbox outside of BHM1. Um, he said in a statement, quote, Amazon has... Uh, Amazon has left no stone unturned in its efforts to gaslight its own employees. We won't let Amazon's, Amazon's lies, deception, and illegal activities go unchallenged, which is why we are formally filing. Which we are, which is why we are formally filing charge against all of the egregious and blatantly illegal actions taken by Amazon during the, during the union vote. Amazon refuted any claims it sought to unfairly influence the vote. Um, the company said in a blog post um, published after the contest was called by the Associated Press, quote, it's easy to predict the union will say that Amazon won this election because we intimidate employees, but it's not true. Um, our employees heard far more heard far more anti-Amazon messages from union policymakers and media outlets that they heard than they heard from us and Amazon didn't win. Our employees made a choice to vote against joining a union. I have spoke with someone um, who works for Amazon about a couple weeks ago? Um, I saw him at one of my at uh, this um, Walmart near me where I live, and I, it was, I we were talking about the workers peeing in the bottles and and all this other stuff. And I told him, and I was talking about the union vote, and he said that that's not going to happen. You, they're not going to yeah. they're not going to do that. So I had a feeling that this was going to basically be not this wasn't going to happen for uh, for this one local center. Yeah, this this was never on the cards. Uh, mm-hmm. There there was a number of problems with what was going on. Uh, first, the employees in this facility uh, make higher than the mean salary 
for the state. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And, and it's not necessarily high skill labor. So it's, it's low skill. It's not low skill, but it's average skill labor mm -hmm. making more than the mean salary for the state. What, what did the union, what was a union going to have as leverage to argue with Amazon? Well, right. we're going to go on strike. Fine. We can replace mm -hmm. you tomorrow. It, mm -hmm. it, it's not like your rocket engineers, your, your warehouse workers that are getting paid right. like rocket engineers in Alabama. So mm -hmm. Everybody wants your jobs. I dare you to go on strike. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> we can fill the warehouse tomorrow. Yeah. Del right. Shipments would get delayed by 48 hours, but we could do it if we had to. So the, the union didn't have anything, any leverage against Amazon. And the workers were basically saying, we're going to give 10% of our, of our salary and union dues mm -hmm. to, to a union to represent us with no leverage against a company who's paying us better than the majority of employers in the state. Right. There was well, no way this was going to happen. Well, not to mention, not to mention the hourly wage, but also they, from what I saw on, on their, um, their benefits, they're really good. I mean, they're exceptionally yeah. better than beyond is <laughs> my benefits. And yeah. I've been with this company that I worked for, for 22 years. And, and these guys are working in a warehouse. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there there was no way this was going to happen. the 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 driver thing is a different issue that I have a feeling Amazon is going to address, uh, figure out a way to address. Obviously, uh, the company doesn't have control over where there's rest stops, right? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> they're not going to build a network of rest areas across the country. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, private bathrooms mm -hmm. in every state on the interstate. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think they're gonna they'll pull in the hours a little bit to allow for for uh, better stop capabilities. But that had nothing to do with this. No, it didn't. No. This was a warehouse in Alabama, and the fact that a warehouse in Alabama has three thousand employees or fifty six hundred fifty eight hundred employees, mm -hmm. ooh, that's a warehouse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the the Amazon from Home Center near me in Robbinsville, New Jersey, it's it is huge. It is at least when they one I saw one of the tour when they they showed a couple of video or video um to do a tour and it's like the size of like four or five football fields. It's no joke. It's huge. Yeah. It is massive. We've um, got one over in Lakeland. Yeah. It's, so it's like I think it's Lakeland. You know, it's and I and the guys I spoke with, um, who actually I used to work with him at Target <laughs> many years ago, you know, and and he's happy. I mean, and I we were talking about the union thing, um, and he said they're the people that he knows won't won't do it. And again, it's not again, it's not just the, the wage, but again, the benefits and also I'll be honest with you, if I, you know, if I wasn't working the company that I'm working for, you know, I would definitely, you know, in a heartbeat work yeah. for Amazon. In a yeah, I mean, they're a, they honestly they take care of their employees mm -hmm. yep. um and you know the 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 facility that they wanted to build in new york yeah the average salary there was going to be a hundred grand 
I am a senior software engineer and I barely reach a hundred grand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, yep. They take care of their employees. Yep. And, uh, you want, you want to, you want to throw a mess over Walmart. Okay. Yep. We can have a conversation about that. Mm-hmm. But throwing a mess about Amazon. I think you're in the wrong neighborhood, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> this, this union did not know what they were getting themselves into because yeah. They thought that they were going to be able to stoke anti-Amazon rhetoric inside mm-hmm. the company. And the, right. and the employees are like, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. We love it here. We're some of the best paid people that don't work for NASA or Lockheed mm-hmm. in the state. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, it's I was surprised to know that to, you know, there they, you know, when you look at you have to look at both sides you know, of the both sides of the coin, you know, and I can see if Amazon did not pay their, their employees well, didn't have benefits, didn't have, you know, again, the benefits. So I saw the, the, a lot of the, the, um, their um, employee, I'm sorry, not their, their um, job functions or what have you, or their career, excuse me. You know, when you look at their entire, I mean, it's, it's lengthy and I can see if it was limited, wages no benefits because walmart because i used to work for walmart many years ago and their benefits suck um but (laughs) but honestly i was working there for four five plus years and their benefits suck and the wages suck as well but so i can see if i mean yeah i can see if amazon did did nothing then maybe yes it, it would be it would be smart to fight for getting better wages and better better benefits and things of that nature. But in the opposite, they're throwing this, they're saying that they're this big, bad company. Uh, you know, it was just mind boggling. And I just, when I saw that drop and I was like, that's why I'm going to put it in the lineup. Um, you know, that this is, was, like, was, was like talked about literally for the past few weeks and this announcement this morning, you know, um, solidified it. So. Yeah. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be perfectly honest. The thing I'm most surprised by is the fact that it was this close. Mm-hmm. I know. Just just as a note, I'm looking at salarylist.com. Mm-hmm. And the low end salary listed on pages and pages of roles at Amazon mm-hmm. uh, is $40,700 a year. That sounds about right. As like an entry level nothing right mm-hmm. 40 grand's a lot that's a, that's a good salary especially yeah. for somebody starting out absolutely i'm i'm impressed yeah and again if it was me i if it was me and i wasn't working this company i mean you know i'm you know, obviously i'm starting bottom but <clears throat> excuse me but yeah, if it was me, I would do it. I mean, they and they encourage, they promote within, they, you know, give you different opportunities to grow within the company. Because the company I'm in, I'm stuck in this job, my this rep job for God knows how long, and <laughs> I'm so re- I'm just so ready to like to say, you know, deuces. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so ready to you know working from home for a year and a half. But that's a whole inside of the story, but. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, I, 
Yeah, I think that the way the way it was portrayed in on in the news, how it was so one sided, but they didn't look at everything. You know, was you know questionable at best, and I think it it was just yeah. But so um, this is I mean this is historic. I've never heard of a company like Amazon. I getting that they want a union and there's some workers that want it. You know, that's great and all, but also, you know, the old saying with the vote majority outweighs it all. Um, so, you know, you know, they'll, I mean, I'm sure they'll try again, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, it's not going to happen anytime soon. An entry level development engineer starts at 86 K that's that's 50% higher than we started <laughs> our our starters at mm-hmm. we started them at like 60 I think mm. wow yeah they pay well yeah <laughs> maybe there's something to think about in the next couple I'm, of years maybe I am very happy where I am <laughs> <laughs> you know, also too with also too with the when you work at Amazon, you get you get Amazon for uh you get like a huge discount as well. So well sometimes sometimes when they're a sponsor, you do too. Good point. Right. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor. Because <laughs> <laughs> at the very least you get a commission on your own sales. There you go. There you go. All right, other news this week. After 12 years of being an Android OEM, LG announced late Sunday night that it's officially quitting the smartphone market. It's going yeah. to close up shop, uh, close up on the entire business by July 31st this year. Um, LG has been pairing the public for the decision for some time. LG's mobile division has has had 23 consecutive money losing quarters since last profitable year was in 2014. In January 2020, LG Electronics then brand new CEO Quan Bong Siok. Well, if I mispronounce this guy's name, I apologize. Um, promised that the troublesome division will be profitable by 2021. LG was warning the <laughs> little did he, little did he know what he was about to be up against. Right, with the world <laughs> shutting down for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was all, LG was warning the public that I'll have to make a quote cold judgment about the future of the mobile division. Local media reports claimed LG explored selling division but couldn't find a buyer. Uh, LG's uh, last smartphone called the LG Rollable. The flexible display smartphones was announced at CES 2021. I didn't even know they had announced it this year. Um, they, they actually had uh, they had uh, videos and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Operation. Oh, okay. Because I totally okay in, in their virtual the, booth. Oh, uh, okay. I must have missed the press release for it. I think I saw. It. I don't. Um, well, it's been. It's what. Four months ago, five months ago. <laughs> um, while the, um, the expanding display mechanism was identical to concepts and prototypes from other companies, LG promised that the phone will actually launch in early this year. Uh, there was a press release. LG's press release did not disclose what will happen to the rollable, um, but rumors are saying the phone might be canceled. Sorry, might be canceled. Starting circulating almost immediately after it was announced. Because I know it's when gone. it's yeah, and I and I think with. The buzz at CES 2020 last year, and we were there for the press conference, 
and there was a lot of hype for their phones, a big, big hype. And there wasn't, and there was like, and with products that come out, they make announcements and there's no guarantee that's going to be out that year or ever. Right. Wherever. So, but there was like a big buzz of these two. I can't remember the names of the phones off the top of my head, but, um, you know, I was taking some video and shooting some photos of it when I could, because there was like a, like a mad, like mad crush of, of uh, press there. And they were hyped up. They were like, literally like their jaws were hitting the floor. Like this was the these phones were the greatest thing since bread. And they were, those phones were, were, were selling at a little over a thousand dollars, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't hear much about them. And then they had the, the LG wing, I think wing. it was. Yeah. yeah. And that, didn't didn't last a whole lot. Comedy phone, <laughs> because there was no way that wasn't the weirdest thing ever. Right, right. Holy, I mean, and it's like in this crazy idea we've got. <laughs> no thanks. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like I I was. Are you are you under attack? No. <laughs> okay, for those. <laughs> It definitely just sounded like a bomb was dropped, <laughs> but those, like a cartoon bomb. No, for those for those who are listening on audio um, and watch listening on audio, wherever um, you are, right, right, wherever you are, right, you heard it. You heard everybody it. heard it. Right. <laughs> everybody so. thought his picture's about to go out. <laughs> Take cover. <laughs> the fact that there was no look of panic in your eyes. No, I because I'm used to it. And for those who are new to the podcast and um, where I record uh, my my where I live in Hamilton, um, I have I'm living. It's my in my bedroom, and um, my doors are my windows are open. You know to get the breeze and everything. So occasionally you'll hear a loud truck go by. Or you'll hear music go by, or in this case, <laughs> you hear a bottle rocket go off. <laughs> okay, so it was a bomb of sorts, just was, a very, very small toy one. Okay, right, it, was a, it was a bottle rocket. Okay, <laughs> right across which, the street, from- <laughs> which isn't explosive. I mean, it is. It is still using gunpowder to do what it does. Exactly. So, okay. Exactly. All right. And for the record, it was across the street. And uh, so it's so sales. you're not setting them off out of your window, is what you're no, saying. Exactly. So for those <laughs> so for those who are watching right now or listening, I know that doesn't matter because you're listening, but for you're watching on live uh, live right now or you're catching the replay later. Um, so if we didn't see me being phased, you know, that's just a normal thing where I where I live, you know. So <laughs> so weird. <don't. laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> a lot of weird stuff <laughs> a lot of weird things happen um in the evening and late or well this is 8 24 so yeah a lot of things happen in the early evening hours of this uh where i live so but none of them quite as weird as the lg wing i'm right. gonna be honest because <laughs> that thing was so weird we, yeah we dedicated like half an hour of one of our shows to talking about how weird it was and how it didn't stand a chance on the market mm-hmm. and how LG had lost their minds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everything they put out is some experimental weird thing, but they never stick with it long enough for people to care, right? You know, the, the V4 and the V6 and the V8 
were all all had their own gimmick. None of them carried on the gimmick of the previous one. So people who liked their thing couldn't follow it through. So at some point you're like, well, what am I going to do? Right? I like the thing, but eh, (laughs) it's never going to exist again. So why put any time into it? And now we're guaranteed that nobody is ever going to build software to take advantage of this bizarre screen design. So it's even more useless than it was when we said this was the dumbest design ever. They have said, we're not even going to, we're done. Bye-bye. So, so. <laughs> and the funny part is, and I, I think I saw someone on a uh, YouTuber is using this to shoot videos with it. <laughs> well, if somebody gets in fairness, from what I understand uh, for video, it's super cool um, mm-hmm. because it gives you the playback, the, you know, the preview at the top, but then it right. also gives you all your controls underneath, similar right. to if you had a camcorder, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And if you and, pair it with the uh, the Elgato software where you can use it as a webcam, mm-hmm. boy, it seems like that would make for a pretty awesome webcam, but it's a $1,000 device. <laughs> And I can go get the new Razer webcam for a hundred bucks. So, you know, <laughs> priorities. <laughs> Trade off. But I also, I noticed though, that when I saw the YouTuber using it, surprisingly, it had really good, the quality of the, of the camera was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't that great, but it wasn't, it wasn't that, that bad. Yeah. But also, but also I noticed though too, like LG and LG is really known for more like their appliances, their TVs were extraordinary um that i saw uh, i just added one to the office upstairs mm-hmm. specifically for bliss rivers <laughs> i i've been a big fan of WebOS. anybody who has followed my career knows that i was at the sprint store on opening day of the first palm device mm-hmm. <clears throat> we were all in miami for a convention we left the convention went to a sprint store <laughs> bought our palms then went back to the convention um we uh i've been a big fan of web os since day one so i'm like oh i need a new tv Mm -hmm. lg it is (laughs) yeah so that's the thing that's that's the thing where they've been known primarily for their appliances or tvs but they're but the lg but their phones that hasn't really put i haven't seen i've seen in the wild maybe you have as well i've seen more people in the wild where I have, an, I have a Google um, Pixel, mm-hmm. which we're going to get into that later. Um, dissect it. Um, and iPhones. But I've never seen, like, there's a lot of people have Samsung. Exactly, right, Samsung. But as far as actually in the wild over the past few years, I have never seen an LG, anyone have an LG phone. I've ever. got an LG development device. Okay, well, present <laughs> cup excluded. But, but... but I've never used it as a daily driver. Right. I, I've used a lot of devices as daily drivers. Mm-hmm. I I rode Windows Phone until the wheels fell off um, and right. still use the devices for testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I've, I've used Samsung devices, iPhones, the Surface Duo. I, so I'm willing to go weird, right? Because right. 
I'm using the Surface Duo as a daily driver. I'm willing to go weird. Um, but but uh, yeah, I've never in my career used an LG as a daily driver. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, so I the but I think but the writing was on the wall for the past the past couple of years and and I just knew and for, like I said when I saw that when they had the co- press conference you know and they were announcing you know the different TVs and they were making a big splash of these two phones and I'm I mean it was great you know but but I didn't but it was like it was Jan you know January whatever date it was then February March and then I haven't heard about those phones. Then they come out with the, with the wing. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, uh, I just, I don't know that if they had a couple of years ago, if they had decided that they weren't going to try and be Samsung, mm-hmm. that they were going to try and be ZTE, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or Huawei. Huawei. Yeah. yeah they're essentially the same company because they're both fairly government controlled. So mm-hmm. uh, yep. two names on the same thing. Uh, but, you know, when when the Huawei ban went into effect the first time uh, under Obama uh, and then came back under Trump, if if LG had said there's a gap in the market and just focused on being the best inexpensive android manufacturer on this in the space mm-hmm. i think they could have done it because i remember i remember in my old radio shack days uh you know kind of before android and in the early android days in the in the windows mobile days the the windows mobile 5 windows mobile 6 uh lg was a beast they and i i wrote about this a couple of weeks ago lg was an absolute beast uh, in the in the early days, them and Motorola and HTC absolutely owned the space, especially with Windows Mobile Six. Uh, and then Android came about, and HTC said, "We're going to own this thing." And LG started to fall a little behind. Um, but if, if you go back to the day the iPhone launched which is a pretty good delineator, right? Between mm-hmm. consumer smartphones and business smartphones. Mm-hmm. The owners of the space, the day the iPhone launched were Blackberry, right. Palm, right. HTC, Motorola, and LG. <laughs> well, how many of them are in, in yeah. the space today? Oh, right. none of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, Motorola is technically still around, but Lenovo does not try to do anything major with it in the U.S. Oh, I could. They say. do. They do outside the U.S. Right. But Lenovo doesn't focus on Motorola in the U.S. because right. Motorola right. lost its name in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, so BlackBerry's gone. Palm is completely gone, except for that bonkers little dumbass companion thing that they tricked Verizon into carrying. Uh, so I remember that one. So Palm is gone, and it's a, with WebOS, mm-hmm. uh, HTC is now part of Google. So yep. I, kind of they still exist, but not under HTC. No, Motorola is kind of a, a half-asser at this point, and LG just threw in the towel. Mm-hmm. So nobody 
who was at the top of the game the day the iPhone launched survived that launch. Yeah, and I was a big I was a big fan, uh, big fan of um, I had BlackBerry, then 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 it uh, slowly died. Um, I was a big fan of Motorola, and then when it went from slowly getting like didn't have the the greatest product lineup products of uh, lineup of products, excuse me, yeah. and um, and then they when they didn't survive the switch away from physical keyboards very well. No, they didn't because the Q one of the best smartphones ever the moto q i've got one somewhere still uh why well, i'm not surprised <laughs> an absolutely amazing device it had a great keyboard it ran windows mobile 6 really well with a custom ui on it and it worked like a beast i sold a lot of those at radio shack um on all three carriers um so I mean, it was it was a beast of a phone, but they did not transition into all touch very well, yeah. and that was the big thing, right? HTC was a, a beast, Palm was a beast, but all of them were about physical keyboards. BlackBerry, all physical keyboards. Nobody survived that that iPhone launch, yeah. which is a shame because I've had mm -hmm. all of those devices. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh yeah, I was in I was I was Motorola the original Droid up to the Droid 2 and then um yeah, I think I had the yeah, I was I had the Droid phone 1 2 oh, I can't remember which ones I had and then um then I went up to the uh, the Pixels and and I'm and and it stayed. Yeah. <clears throat> now, in fairness, the modern Pixels are made by HTC essentially. <laughs> right right because like 80 percent of of htc's uh phone division went to google mm -hmm. and that team is building the pixels today so technically it's an htc phone yeah but i but i'm still i'm still loving them and and we'll and there's a story on about pixel a little bit later some of my, um, some of my all-time favorite devices uh were htc's the ppc 66, 67, 68, 69, 69, 50. I had all of them. Uh, and I loved all of those devices. Uh, the day the day the 6950 cracked was basically the day we went to Palm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the whole company went that day and stayed with WebOS and then onto Windows Phone until the wheels came off of that one. Okay. Well. I went went through a we can probably get a sound effect later and you know um you know worth the um this the uh the tap the um uh the taps bugle or the bugle of taps <laughs> you know it was probably one of the original sound effects on my board that I replaced <laughs> it seems pretty likely yeah okay well definitely uh Definitely to be, be should be inserted uh, here. All speaking right, of deaths, <laughs> right? Speaking, oh, yeah, speaking of product deaths, right? <laughs> sorry, but I'm bummed. Segue, good segue, and that would be Yahoo Answers are shutting down on May fourth, and that's ironic because the Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars anniversary is on May fourth. So, right? How does that tie in okay well whatever um that's this, the this is going to come as a big shock to a lot of people who mm -hmm. uh thought yahoo answers shut down years ago right <laughs> yep 
yeah, so they're shutting. The, uh, so that's the day that the Yahoo Answers website will start redirecting to the Yahoo Yahoo homepage, and all the platforms archives will apparently cease to exist. This been going. This uh, platform been operating since 2005. Um, Yahoo, which is now part of Verizon Media Group, following the company's sale to to the telecom for nearly five billion dollars in 2017, announced a change at the top of the Yahoo Answers homepage. The message links to a FAQ, which details the timeline of the shutdown starting April 20th, which is uh, 11 days from now. The platform will no longer accept new submissions. Um, users will have excuse me, will also have until June 30th to request their data or be inaccessible after that. That includes, quote, all user-generated content, including your questions list, questions, answer list, answers, and many and any images that Yahoo is saying, um, but also, quote, you won't be able to download other users' content, questions, or answers. A note was sent to Yahoo Active to active Yahoo Answers members providing members providing a little more detail as to why Yahoo is shutting down the platform, including that quote has become less popular over the years, and that a company quote decided to shift our resources away from the product to quote focus on products that better serve members. And there's a we'll have a link up in the show notes on the um, the full statement, um, a link on the FAQ, and um, if you want to reach out to their to their team. Um, so we'll have a we'll have a link up in the show notes in the full statement. And if you have content you want to take down, have questions, things of that nature, um, we'll have a link up in the show notes that you can uh, check out on that. And so I and they can make whatever claims they want about the reason they're shutting down. <laughs> we all know that the reason they're shutting down is because Yahoo has always struggled. Um, the transition to to Verizon Media Group or whatever it's called tomorrow. By the time you're listening to this, it might have another new name. Right. Because it seems like every time you blink, it's got another new name. I will continue to call it the Verizon Verizon Nostalgia Unit um, because that's where both Yahoo and AOL reside. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Um, but they, they have struggled. The transition into Verizon's ownership did not make things better. The best best producing brands under Yahoo got sold or spun off nearly immediately, leaving mm -hmm. them with just the garbage, mm -hmm. uh, which was such, why did they let Flickr get away? <laughs> well, actually, when, when, <laughs> when they kept Yahoo answers, I, <laughs> I mean, honestly, answers.com usurped Yahoo answers a decade ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am surprised that, uh, Marissa didn't shut down Yahoo answers when she was at the top, uh, years ago, to be perfectly honest, I was surprised that this, that this one survived her, uh, chopping block because Yahoo groups, Yahoo chat, uh, all got axed <laughs> under true. Marissa because they were all garbage. It had all been usurped by other things. Nobody used Yahoo Messenger anymore. Mm -hmm. Even Microsoft, that kind of was the thing that put people aside, had three platforms <laughs> since they stole Yahoo's thunder. But at one time, it was viable. And for me, with when it comes to because I had I had AOL back in the day, and I you know I'm one of the proud owners of the <laughs> obscene amount of discs. <laughs> 
I've gotten a mail. I've got oh. a box of them in the office. Yep. They I, make I, fantastic I, coasters. <laughs> but and to be, as far as like Yahoo at one time, it was like the place to go. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I never used Yahoo. I was when I was I was on I was an AOL fanboy for like from a, from the jump. And I was like static. I would go to the message boards. I use AOL Messenger. I mean, I was all in. And then Yahoo came along, and the and you know they had and the and I did take a peek and look at Yahoo Answers, you know, and I'm like, some of the questions were like bizarre. <laughs> oh, see, if oh if sake. if Yahoo wanted to to have been a success with Yahoo Answers in the last five years or so, um, if they had leaned into the idea of it as as like uh, the Reddit board uh, roast me, um, just Yahoo Answers is Reddit's roast me board, you know, <laughs> because people would ask dumb questions. Yes. Like, uh, how? I, one of my all time favorites says, Hey, atheists, how is it that, uh, that, uh, cavemen survived the asteroid, but dinosaurs diff- didn't. And the the top answer was uh, social distancing. They stayed sixty five million years apart. Uh, and you know, people were so good at roasting stupid questions that if they had just leaned into it as a comedy platform, I think they they could have done something with it. But. Well, they here's wanted good, it to be serious. Well, here's the well, here's some of the the, the ones that I that I found odd. Um, one of them Yay. was, "How do you get YouTube to come to film you?" I've been calling, calling YouTube all day to come film me, but no answer. How do other people get their videos up there? I have some really funny stuff, but they won't come. Um, one of my all-time favorites. People ask that all the time, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure and. And this is this is my point with the with the fact that Yahoo Answers is basically just one big uh, Reddit roast me board. Right. I'm certain that the person who asked that question knew what they were doing. <laughs> I'm certain that that question was asked in comedy, looking for a great answer. And I bet if you go through those answers, there are some fantastic roasting answers to that stupid question. Wait, wait here's another one. <laughs> will, <laughs> will my laptop get heavier if I put more files on it? <laughs> oh, wonderful. I mean. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, my at, goodness. At the atomic level, a little bit. <laughs> right. But not in a way that's measurable by modern science. <laughs> oh, there's, uh, uh, I honestly, I mean, there's like, and wait, wait, there's another one. Um, I just, I just saw it's gonna go. Um, how do I turn off? How do I turn off caps lock? <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, wait, the, and it says they're asking additional details. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shorten this up a little bit. Uh, where the hell is the caps lock key? It's dark because there was a power outage, and I'm on my laptop. I hope I don't have to spend eight thousand dollars. Please say you're kidding, kidding. Well, if I have to, I have to. So tomorrow I'll go out and buy buy HDD thingy. 
no. See, these are some of the things oh, I've no. seen back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And yesterday. That, that's that's oh, the thing. Goodness. It's always been like this. Mm-hmm. But it's gotten more like this since Answers.com has moderators and Yahoo Answers hasn't cared for years. <laughs> and so it has just turned into a roast me board. And right. it's fun. If you know what it is you're getting into, if you go there to ask a serious question, you're not going to mm. get a good answer. Mm. Go to answers.com for that. <laughs> if if you want to know the best way to, to roast a duck, go ask on answers.com. But if you want to ask um, why, what's the difference between a turkey and a male chicken? Mm. Yep. Yahoo Answers is the place to go. <laughs> People are gonna kill you there. It's gonna be a blast. Well, there's one more, but I'm gonna I'm gonna save it, and I'm gonna do, when we get off the air because it's, this, one, <laughs> this one's really this one's really I'll I'll say oh, I'll, I'll tell you when we get off the I air. can't wait <laughs> because it's well yeah I'll I'll tell you if all. you're listening and you want to know what the thing is tweet. <laughs> Tweet or Carlos, <laughs> yeah, or or if you want to know what your yeah, uh, tweet at me. Um, and if you want to know what what it, what what it is, tweet at us. Um, GNCWeekly.com. We're at at um, Kirk Corliss on on Twitter. So yeah, this is it's really it's yeah, it's something that's not good for the uh, for for air, and it's not it's uh, because and we if, still have <laughs> we we still have standards and practices to deal with and right. we have yahoo community or uh youtube community guidelines to exactly deal with. so it's nf it's uh nf nf sw so it's uh, or nf s uh nsfw right <laughs> they're nfts no that's something else Right, something else, right? <laughs> so, throughout letters, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so meanwhile, other news this week before I start to giggle even more. Um, according to security researcher, um, Elon Gao, it appears that the personal data of over 500 million Facebook users have managed to make their way online, including Zuckerberg, right. And this includes things like phone numbers, Facebook IDs, your fellow name, location, birthdays, bios, home addresses, and more. According to Insider, they have since verified the state is accurate, and at least based on the sample that they got and took from themselves. Facebook has also since verified this and claimed that this information was actually scraped from, ability, from a vulnerability that patched back in 2019. It means that it's older data. And exactly. Um, however, at the same time, there's a question about how often do we change our phone numbers, email, or home addresses anyway. Speaking to Insider, um, Gail says, quote, a database of that size containing the private information, such as phone numbers, a lot of a lot of Facebook users would certainly lead to bad actors taking advantage of the data to perform um, social engineering attacks or hacking attempts. Um, yeah, so there's a good site. Social engineering. Right, and there's a site, um, haveibeenpwned.com. Um, that's a good way to check to see if um, if you've been pawned or you're on the um, the if the uh, the Facebook um, it's on the dark web. I has, checked. Has this has this uh, data set made it to him yet? Um, good question. Good question. I don't know. Usually, he lists on the website when he gets a new data set. Um, so we'll have to check it, yep. but it's a great site. Um, yep. this guy does it completely 
because, which I love, he takes the time and the resources to build this thing to to keep people safe. I mean, it's what security researchers do. Uh, so, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, oh, okay. I, Ooh, did, is that your, is that you? That's my email. I'm not going to get my, put my email on here, but yeah, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm gonna have to change my, um, my passwords. Um, yeah. yeah. 14 breaches. I've, my stuff is out there in a bunch of them. Um, but the ones that I'm in are like little things. They're not like anything where passwords are out or anything like that. So thank goodness on that. Um, but, but yeah, so, uh, this, this is a great site. Uh, people should use it just in general. Um, to be perfectly honest, uh, everybody should run their data through here annually just to see. Um, wow. 360 million MySpace accounts. Oh yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> I remember thinking, what are you going to get from MySpace accounts? I think one of them is I, I have MySpace account too. So, <laughs> which I haven't used and God knows since. <laughs> so whatever. one of the things that I'm always interested in is like uh, the, the Facebook data there, right? It said 509 million, uh, Facebook accounts Mm -hmm. but he has several breaches from facebook in this collection so it's interesting how it seems like it's always the same set of data with with almost exclusively overlap data every time it happens because it's not expanding right the number hasn't gotten that much bigger there's 500 million facebook users were exposed in this one there's 509 total exposed on the site. So it's literally like the same the same accounts that keep getting hit every single time and everybody else seems to be safe. It's mm-hmm. baffling how that happens. It makes me wonder if maybe there's a collection of servers in one country or one uh, region that has different security or has somebody inside that's able to get data out. It's interesting. Yeah, didn't um didn't give the the, uh, the this news about didn't give the uh the, bre- the full breakdown of its uh, what country or the U.S. Yeah. or you, or not. you don't want to, you don't want to do that because you don't want to expose uh, uh where there might be holes in security. Right. It's the same reason why I think that the Google uh uh disclosure policy when they find uh, breaches in somebody else's code, uh, I find that inappropriate. Mm. Because it's not always as easy to fix as their 30 days that they give you. There's a there's a kernel flaw in Windows. Mm-hmm. We've let Microsoft know the 30-day timer has started. What? <laughs> there's no way they're going to fix a kernel-level security error in 30 days and get it out to everybody? <laughs> but anyway, All right. I'm yeah. more on the side of actually protecting data, not making it look like you're helping anyway. Yeah. Definitely check out Ivan um, It's um, it's a good t- 
good resource to check out. Definitely do that. All right. Next up, a California man has been indicted for stealing Shopify customer data. Speaking of data breaches, um, <laughs> with the help of two company employees, according to the indictment and reporting from TechCrunch, Tesselo Heinrich, if I'm pronouncing his name, I apologize, paid Shopify support team members to illicitly Access data from merchants who use the payment processing platform. The employees sent screenshots or Google Drive links with customers' names, addresses, purchase histories, and other personal information. Heinrich also allegedly, excuse me, allegedly resold that data to fraudsters and used it to set a up set up copycat merchant pages. Heinrich is charged with identity theft and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. His two co-conspirators based in Porco Jewel in the Philippines were not charged. And Shopify didn't immediately respond to requests for comments. So good they're on ne- They're never going to respond because they tried to pretend that it didn't happen in the first place originally. Mm. Um, the fact that the people who actually stole the data aren't being charged annoys me to no end. Mm. Um, but I was wondering if they were going to catch the mastermind on this one. There was always the possibility that the mastermind was going to get away and the the pawns were the ones that were going to go down for it. Uh, but I'm glad that they figured out that my guess is they turned the pawns mm-hmm. uh, and, and got them to, to turn over who the, who the mastermind was uh, in exchange for immunity. Um, well, that'll be one of the, that'll be one of the, I imagine that'll be one of the deals. They probably, yeah, that's up. almost certainly how they figured out who he was mm-hmm. um, is they gave these two immunity uh, to turn him over. But this this was a big deal. This affected a lot of Shopify accounts. Um, mm-hmm. Twenty two major Shopify retailers, or something like that. I mean, that's a lot of users uh, whose data was exposed through this. And what did it end up with? It ended up going getting resold, right? So you've got you've got people with malicious intent now with phone numbers, possibly credit card information, all kinds of things. And I, I know, I know, but I'm going to do it like I always do. Privacy <laughs> is your solution to things like this, because the only thing they could do is buy from that store again. And that's, that is why I use it exclusively for online, except apparently for airline tickets or something. There's something that I'm not able to use it for. Hmm. They recognize it as a prepaid credit debit card. Essentially, it shows up as the same as a green dot. Um, so they're like, no, no, that's not going to happen here. Thank you, but no, thank you. <laughs> Which I can understand. Right. Trying to buy a plane ticket with a green dot credit card. I, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, that's anything you can do to protect yourself. Right. Um, you know, <clears throat> y- you should do. Absolutely. Privacy, is, privacy is a good way to do it using uh secure but uh but um wider uh you know, uh, variable passwords is a good way to do it um having an email address that is for things like shopping uh versus using your regular ones a good idea i've got one exclusively for shopping um so that you know phishing stuff isn't going to come to me it you're you're whatever yeah no no sorry no it's not this this is only for for online shopping so no my whatever it hasn't been compromised thank you though (laughs) 
And it's pluggitslive.com slash privacy. Uh, yeah, I think that should get you there. I think f5live.tv slash privacy gets you there too. But yeah, for sure, pluggitslive.com slash privacy. Uh, you get $5 for signing up for free um, once you add your account to it. It's free money. How, how can you turn down free money? And yeah. it doesn't cost you anything to use it. I Once I learned about this, I learned this from a uh, a Disney Parks blog <laughs> or a vlog on YouTube. Mm. And I absolutely fell in love with it. And yeah, great relationship there now. <laughs> cool. I'll definitely have to definitely. Have, you know, you've been talking about it. Definitely. That's something I'm definitely going to check out as well. All right, cool. <clears throat> All right. Excellent. All right. In other news, T-Mobile had its uncarrier next event held on Wednesday. It had a plenty of news. There's a lot to go through. Um, we're going to try to, we're going to try to get this through. Um, First, um, they have their uh, T-Mobile's home internet. They've been working on that for years. The company has been talking about using 4G LTE and 5G to provide a home broadband alternative for a while. And on Wednesday, they the program finally graduated from a pilot stage to a real offering. Available starting at $60 a month um, with AutoPay, the uh, T-Mobile says, says um, users can expect average download speeds of 100 megabits for, quote, most new customers. The data is unlimited. There are no caps where speeds we slowed. <clears throat> Excuse me. And T-Mobile touts that taxes are already included with no additional fees for equipment such as the 4G, 5G modem that doubles the router. You don't have, you don't need to be a T-Mobile wireless user to sign up for the service with the carrier also not forcing you to sign up for a contract. If you cancel the service, you just need to return the modem back to the company. Those with home internet will also be able to get a $10 discount on YouTube TV or Philo for streaming television. Well, I noticed that they no longer having their T-Mobile TV. Uh, Wednesday's launch brings the service to 30 million, quote, eligible households across the 48 continuous states plus Hawaii. T-Mobile says it's going to after urban areas that have multiple providers, as well as those in rural communities that have limited competition. Of the 30 million eligible households, the company says that 10 million are in rural America, adding that it plans to continue plans that it plans to continue expand access. Dow Draper, T-Mobile's executive vice president of emerging products, tells CNET that the company plans for home internet speeds and household eligibility to, quote, continue to grow significantly in 2021 and 2022. Uh, they also reveal that starting on April 18th, they'll be automatically upgrading existing users with either T-Mobile or Sprint shared data plans unlimited. <clears throat> Excuse me, it says that it won't change the monthly price with a switch just removing the worry of how much high-speed data you will use before speed slow down. It's called the Great Unlimited Trade-Up. Um, it's basically where the car is moving those on these limited data plans to its Magenta Essentials offering without raising the price for their monthly service. As was before, um, access to T-Mobile's growing 5G network remains included. The carrier says that those switching from a tiered data plan on Verizon or AT&T will be able to switch to T-Mobile and get this deal at a rate that is, quote, the same or better than what they are paying for limited data buckets. Uh, they're also introducing a great free 5G upgrade where it'll swap any old working phone for a new Samsung Galaxy A32 5G. 
The company says it will accept any phone as far as promotion from flip phones and sidekicks to old iPhones, Blackberries, or Palms. So as long as they are working condition, power on, and or are without cracked screens or were damaged. T-Mobile says it plans to add 7,500 new jobs over the next two years and will build, quote, hundreds of new retail stores in small towns all across America. The carrier uh, T-Mobile touts that the new store is responsible for, quote, 5,000 direct new jobs, plus, quote, thousands more in construction and services to build and maintain them. A new initiative it calls Hometown Experts will add 2,500 people in 2,500 small towns. T-Mobile says that these, quote, experts will function as, quote, one-person store, but without a traditional storefront. This includes selling devices, selling up services, and providing help connected people to a network. John Freer, executive executive vice president of T-Mobile, says that this program is designed to bring the carriage areas where it will be, quote, tough economically to open a full-fledged retail location. He says, quote, this is an innovative way to bring T-Mobile into those smaller communities just without the cost of landlords and leases and all those things. He also adds that these employees won't have to worry about store inventory on their own and will instead be connected to, quote, nearby stores and be able to access the inventory there. The positions will also be treated as full T-Mobile employees, nice. which is great. Um, and noting, he also notes that, <clears throat> Excuse me, they have all this, they have the same benefits that I do. And the company says that the first 1,000 of these new expert positions have already been posted on this website. So T Mobile is bringing out a lot yeah. of the great stuff over on this, in, this event on Wednesday. Great news. It is a shame that their service is not available here, <laughs> even though uh, I can confirm for sure based on the, uh, <laughs> based on the, uh, status bar on my personal device here that 5g is available not in the room i'm sitting in but if i no, <laughs> as soon as i walk be... outside of the cave that is the studio <laughs> the weird electromagnetic <clears throat> box that this room is um, with as many lights and cameras and screens <clears throat> as are pointed at me right this second i'm surprised that I'm not cooked a little bit while I'm in here, but um, 5G is available here, but the T-Mobile at home is not available here yet, mm. I think is interesting. Yeah, the coverage around here um, with uh, here is not that great. And speaking of, uh, I know my mom um, is not watching because she doesn't watch YouTube or know YouTube or she knows I have a podcast, but, <laughs> but she has an old phone that I bought her. Oh, okay. um, these... 20 plus years and and how, she how do you find batteries to keep it on <laughs> i have to well she has well i bought her a charger i can't remember i think it was recently i got her a new charger i think a year ago it still works it still works it's an old Impressive. it's a virgin right it's a virgin phone i bought yeah that i bought so um, it's a dish network phone Right. <laughs> Isn't that a weird thing to say? Mm -hmm. How it First all ties in. is owned by Dish Network today. <laughs> how weird. And how it ties in. Yeah. So I, I've been telling her, you know, I said, Mom, you know, I would, you know, it's time to, you know, they want to change up. And she goes, Kirk, don't get me a smartphone. I don't want it. <laughs> I'll tell you that so, the, uh, the modern jitterbugs, mm -hmm. uh, my aunt has one. 
Mm-hmm. I'm pretty impressed. They're the the front is very simple, very not smart, mm-hmm. but it still runs on Android and has the Play Store, so you could add little features. And no, they're not a sponsor. Just throwing that out there. My aunt has one, okay. and now she can't use it to control the smart lock I got her, which is annoying. Nor can she use it to monitor the uh, the security system. Also, not a sponsor, but good friends uh, that we got from Energizer Connect from CES this year. Um, she can't use it for that. So there are limitations on what it can do. But I'd imagine the podcasts could be used. Yeah, and I. This is a funny story, and I'm not throwing my mom under the bus, but um, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, when uh, you know, she was very, you know, she's, you know. Uh, when they get got her phone from Virgin Mobile, and um, you know, set up the security questions and the phone number and activation and everything. So one day I called her, you know, see how she was doing, and I didn't hear back from her. I got I left her while well, I left her a voicemail. Now we all know majority of folks that listen to this podcast watch our, watch watch us um, know what voicemail is. That you when I call us when I call cell phone. So I called her, got her voicemail, left a message, you know, hey, it's Kirk, you know, I'm just giving you a call, blah, 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 blah. So I went to visit her um, a day or two later, and she looks at her phone, and she goes, Kirk, why don't I have a, why is there an envelope on the top of my, on my top of my phone? Got it. <laughs> so you know what that means. Yeah, I see where we are. Well, I said, there's another one on the number one key on your keypad. So press and hold that for a moment. Right. right. That's, that was actually what I used to tell Virgin Mobile customers all the time at Radio Shack. What does, what does the envelope mean? Well, there's one here too. Mm-hmm. So press and yep. hold that for a few seconds yep. and it'll come up on the screen and tell you what it's doing. Right. Once it does, does let go. Right. So I told her that was right for those who don't doesn't know. And if you don't know, then you're probably in a dark <laughs> cave somewhere. Um, it was voicemail. And so I said, Mom, that's you know, I called you out there voicemail, and I showed her how to set up the voicemail. And um, and one of her security questions, this was years ago, um, was like, Who is your favorite artist? <laughs> she put in Johnny Mathis. Have you changed that security question, or did you just let everybody know her security answer? She's with she's with Verizon Wireless now, so it's oh, okay. It's, got it, got it, got it. I so, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, that you, no, it's, that we didn't have to call up the "I've been pwned" no, guy. No, no. Let him know that there's one more data breach. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm I'm happy to say this, but I'm not gonna. It's not gonna. She's not gonna breach. It was. All right. Oh, so you did not just dox your own mother. No, Got I not, no, I did not dox my mother. mother. No. <laughs> no, she's with Bryson Wireless. She's on my plan. No, it's no, it's this was a year. This was years ago with Virgin Mobile. So no, it's no. I didn't dox my mother. <clears throat> But yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, so, <clears throat> yeah, I, so it's like I was, um, I'm nudging her in to getting her phone and because apparently some of the features, but texting, she's a whiz at, I mean, when she texts, I mean, she texts in shorthand, like the best of them. I'm like, I'm looking at sometimes like, wow, my mom texts this. <laughs> so, but now, um, but yeah, so hopefully I'm, 
well, she would. Well, I don't know. I think I think Verizon offers the same similar thing about trading it in, but I'll to, I'm definitely going to have to look into it. <clears throat> All right. So speaking of YouTube and Facebook, um, they're still the most dominant social media platforms in the United States, um, but Facebook is no longer growing. This is from a, one of the findings. Um, from a report on how Americans use social media from the Pew Research Center. According to a report, YouTube and Facebook are the most widely used platforms, but of the two, only YouTube is still growing, increasing its share of users from 73% of adults in 2019 to 81% in 2021. Facebook numbers, meanwhile, remained unchanged from 2019 at 69%. Nice. Um, which, be honest with you, again, I'm not on Facebook a lot for like maybe a hot minute. Um, Pew writing its report, um, quote, Facebook's growth has leveled off over the last five years, but it remains one of the most widely used social media sites among adults in the United States. Flat growth, <clears throat> excuse me, flat growth wasn't unique to just Facebook either, according to Pew. The only other platform, speaking of Reddit, to see statistically significant growth since 2019 was Reddit which grew from 11% to, in 2019 to 18% in 2021. Wow. Um, and I, and why though, what, probably the reason why with GameStop and all that. Um, Pew says, quote, this represents a broader trend that extends beyond the past two years in which the rapid adoption of most of these sites and apps seen in the last decade has allowed. And I think that with the growth with, um, with uh, Reddit, again, I, th- I believe, honestly, that with, with GameStop and, and with all that, with all that's been going on for the whole for the whole year, they also were the last <clears throat> platform to embrace uh, content censorship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, the the Donald, for example, was a very active uh, group up until things went sideways, and also um, uh, uh, Joe Biden's campaign used it. Uh, during the campaign. So, I mean, you know, they were the last one to really embrace content uh, or context censorship. Um, So they grew, they were able to grow among both groups, right? Among both camps. Uh, Whereas Facebook has seen a huge uh, back down in uh, conservatives for sure. Uh, So even even if they had theoretical user growth, uh, they've had a lot of user loss as well uh, in the last year. So, uh, but YouTube is best known for its censorship. So it's interesting to see it growing because uh, there's not really an alternative, right? That's that's the thing. There's not another choice for YouTube. Yes, I mean, Vimeo, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Vimeo's platform better, and it still doesn't matter because it's not where anybody goes. Uh, there's Daily Motion, but that's mostly if you're just trying to pirate contented, uh, copyrighted content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can I understand why YouTube is growing, and I understand why Facebook is not. Yeah, and I agree. I agree because again, <clears throat> when I when I'm on Facebook. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm on in the morning for about maybe a half hour tops. Um, YouTube, I'm more on it prevalently, more on it prevalent more um, because I'm watching a lot. I watch different channels and hours, plugins, you know, and so on and so forth. I mean, which I 
you know, which is I find very interesting. Um, but yeah, with YouTube, I mean, you know, excuse me, on Facebook, it's like over the years of people like, um, you know, over the years, it's like they're going to a lot more other sites. Back back in the day, Facebook was like the thing to go to when you connect with mm-hmm. your friends and you know, and family and what have you. But now it's like I've noticed. I don't know if you noticed or not, but <clears throat> excuse me, the um, the Facebook groups have exploded. Mm-hmm. I've never. Se- I mean, there's like all groups from you know from one spectrum to the other. Yeah. And I know you and I are all in different groups. And, I, and what we had, and also just for just for you know disclosure's sake, we, our, our podcast is GNC. We can review. It's on. It's on page. Um, it's not a group. Um, so definitely, you know, this we're on live with Facebook Live on it. So you can put your comments there and things about nature on there as well. But um, but yeah, that's I've been noticing that the, the Facebook groups have expanded over the past um one, two years. Yeah. They've put a lot of energy behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook said that they wanted to emphasize the groups uh over the next couple of years, and they have. Um, yep. you know, it's one of the default tabs at the bottom on the mobile app now the bottom tabs shift based on your usage uh so you may not have it down there anymore um i have uh, the marketplace and dating tend to switch out with groups sometimes for me um but uh but it's one of the default ones now it didn't used to be mm-hmm. so they've they've definitely put a lot of energy into that and that's something that i like um it's it's a way to get off of your main feed, which yep. over the last couple of years has turned into mostly political garbage. Right. And right. that's coming from somebody who spends a good portion of their day listening to political content. Mm-hmm. Most of Facebook's feed is political garbage. And it's the reason why I don't spend any time on it anymore. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll open it. Whoop, I go over to the groups tab. I yep. I get I get right off the feed. Yep. Um, because I never want to see anything. <laughs> that shows up in my feed and i'll tell you i love my friends don't mm-hmm. care what you're posting on facebook i in fairness never yeah. did i never cared what you were up to <laughs> it's okay. really the reason why i really don't care about twitter mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i don't care i i tried to do foursquare for a while but i don't care what you're up to i definitely don't <laughs> care what i'm up to i know where i am i don't care that you know where i am <laughs> That's I. You know what I was. I know that I was. I with Foursquare that that I was using. I was using that a lot, and and there was like the maidest thing be the king of the the place where you're at, and where I work at. Um, I was checking in, and for like the for like weeks straight, I was the king until someone knocked me off like a week or two later, and I was so pissed, and I have no idea why. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? This is stupid. There's something wrong. <laughs> There's something wrong here. Yeah. When. When we received an email at Radio Shack from corporate um, asking us to not check in to our stores, mm-hmm. that was when I realized that there was something wrong. That mm-hmm. that the concept wasn't as interesting because they were giving a they were giving a discount to whoever was the the king of the castle mm-hmm. of our stores. So if you came in and could prove that you were the 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 check in king at the Radio Shack, you got a discount. Uh, which I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. but also uh, the end of the fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After, after this guy was beating me and was king, and I'm like, I just was like, I was done. I was I I uninstalled uh, uninstalled it like right away. 
but with but with this, the right with time I really used it was when we were at CES, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, CES used to have special badges uh, that you could get during the event, and so that was fun because you know that was a way to make people jealous because you had badges that you had to be at CES to be able to get and. That was that was fun to make fun of people, you know, to harass people either that weren't able to go or you went to an event, right? Mm-hmm. You were invited to an event like the the HP Tiesto concert had a had a badge that year, but you had to be invited to that one. Lots of people were invited. It was a very large venue, but, <laughs> but not everybody, not even everybody on our team was invited. So well, I did. I love the badges too, but it was like the novelty of it was fun. But yeah. with with um, but like with like with Facebook and with the newsfeed, like you, like I, um, I'm I'm on it for like a few seconds, and I and mostly is all politics. I'm a politics junkie. I love it about seeing different things that are going on in politics. Um, but then when you got personal things to it, and I just and I'm like I'm off it like. You know, as soon as I see that, I'm done. And I go to the groups. I, fo- I mean, because you and I follow different groups to see what's going on. And I'm, well, and I'm we're more, in a lot of we're in a lot of groups in common. <laughs> right. Right. And and I'm and I'm more grafted to that because they're talking about they're asking questions about different things. And they're um, topics that I'm guaranteed to be interested in. Granted, exactly. some of the podcast yep. groups, it's like right. every day, how can I grow my my listeners? <sighs> Right, that's been the ongoing discussion between Scott and I for for the past uh, several weeks and months. Yeah, it's like go go look at the chat from yesterday when seven other people asked the same question. Um, but you know, um, uh, Chris Jordan, right? He has two shows. He has a group for each of the shows. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, the Dudes and Beer Facebook group. Mm-hmm. If you guys are interested in weird topics that's an understatement (laughs) honestly join the dudes and beer uh facebook group because i one day you could be talking about um uh an executive order from the president and the next day you're talking about a a bigfoot sighting it (laughs) it is so much fun and the people in the group are so weird and Mm. i love it yeah, weird isn't bad for anybody from the group who might be listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> weird isn't bad. Y'all are weird. And it's my favorite thing to see. I comment in that group more than any other group on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> because the topics are so strange. We talk we talk about UFOs a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's fun for me because there's no way it's not real. <laughs> The government admitted they've got ships, and somehow that wasn't the top story on the news that day. Every news station covered it, and it mm-hmm. wasn't the top story for everybody. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, before we go tonight, our last topic is the U.S. government has admitted it has a, a crashed alien spaceship and has been using it for research into technology. Excuse me. <laughs> How did we not open with that? You buried the lead, my friends. So, yeah, I I go in there from time to time. And I read some of the things. I don't know. There are times I'm I'm I, I try. And Chris 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 is a good guy. He's a really good really good dude. Um, and I'm happy to be be his friend. Um, but I, I'm just like when I go in there and I read some of the things. I'm like kind of like debating 
to ask a question or agree yeah. or disagree because I don't know what <laughs> what rabbit hole I'm going to go in. <laughs> I'm, and one of the things that I really like about that group, and obviously that's not what we're that's right, no, not our topic. Right, and we have no association with it. I mean, the fact that he's one of our CES co-hosts. Right. Um, uh, he, the the thing about the group is, even if you very much disagree with something somebody posts, mm-hmm. it never devolves into name calling. No, no, it absolutely. never gets mean. It never gets personal. It's always a conversation on the topic. Never. How can you be that stupid? Which is right. what always happens if you have the exact same conversation on your feed. Exactly. You yep. could you could post the same article about the U.S. government admitting that it has a crashed spaceship. Mm-hmm. And yep. people would say, this is conspiracy theory nonsense. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. must be stupid for believing this. Right. No. <laughs> no. No, no, The the director of the CIA came out and said it. It's on video. Mm-hmm. No, this is conspiracy theory nonsense. And it gets into name calling immediately. Right. But in and there, that's... it's like, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to distract us from something else. And yeah, it gets into conspiracy theory. And that's nonsense. where I... But it's always, it's always polite. I mean, it can right. get heated. Right. But it always stays polite. And I see that a lot in groups, right? Yep. In our mm-hmm. podcast groups. Even mm-hmm. the ones that we get where we're like, oh, my God, if one more person asks this question, <laughs> I will find them and burn their house down. <laughs> YouTube, that's hyperbole. Right. Um, Don't take it down. <laughs> but, but, you know, you're like, I cannot believe that another person asked this question. And yep. somebody may go, dude, you've got to go. Go into gotta- the search. Go look for the conversation from yesterday or, or the day before. It, or type or, in the search. Yeah. But nobody's like, oh, my God, how can you be this stupid? You may say it to your phone. But, right. Or on. But, but you never type it in. Right. Um, I I am tempted sometimes when somebody's like following to reply and say, you can just do it, not announce it. Right. <clears throat> it's not- but, but because in the groups there's decorum. Right. I don't. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like the groups too. I and I like you. I mean, like I speaking for newsfeed. This one, um, someone I know um, was disagreeing about something. I can't remember if it was about politics or something like that. I can't remember what it was. And this person posted, literally threatened this person, going to this person's house, yeah. and doing physical harm. Which obviously, my threat was hypothetical. It was a joke. Right. Right. I'm not going to go burn somebody's house no. down because they asked how to grow their podcast. Right. This is not <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, that would and... be an overreaction. Exactly. <laughs> and, but I was like, my jaw hit the floor when I saw that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and but it's gotten so toxic, regardless of its politics or, yeah. or whatever, but, but going into these groups and, you know, and I, and I, there's a lot of group, the podcast groups I'm, I'm in. Dudes and beer I follow. I, follow. I mean, like Chris, uh, the lot other groups that he has, which I talk, happily, happily talk, talk, I love sound. talking sound. You know, and I follow, that I follow, and I'm intrigued. I'm fascinated. I mean, there's some things that I didn't know and I question about, but again, sometimes I wonder <laughs> which I ask. But, um, but, I, but lately, though, I think overall, though, again, over the past several years, those have been more more engaging and i hope that's toxic 
Exactly. And I just not, hope not exclusively, not yeah, there right. are exceptions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are some groups that are built to be toxic mm-hmm. and, and that's fine. So mm-hmm. long as you know what you're getting yourself into, uh, it can be fun to just have like a slam session, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. Um, which is why the Reddit uh, roast me board exists. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's fun just to have a slam session, but yeah, generally they're less toxic. They're more cordial. They're more about conversation and less about beating each other up. Cause I'll tell you, and I, w- I won't talk about the context of it, but mm-hmm. myself and a couple of friends um, have been uh, threatened publicly uh, on Facebook and uh, Facebook wouldn't do about anything about it. They said that it did not violate their terms of service. All right. So yeah, it can get real toxic real fast mm-hmm. in public, which is, isn't that backwards? Doesn't it seem like the public stuff would be the cordial stuff and the groups would be more toxic, but no, not at all. That's not how it works. So yeah. weird. Very. Yeah. I agree. All right. So I'm going to call an audible um, because mm-hmm. we're running a little yeah. long. So um, we're just going to um, get into what's Let's cover a couple of quick highlights. Uh, Uber has been called mean uh, to its employees, uh, to its drivers, but it has set up a $250 million stimulus package for them mm-hmm. on their own with no requirements. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Best Buy thinks that it needs to uh, have its own Walmart Plus service, which is bonkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Quick bullet points on those two. Right. Um, speaking of Google, we talked about earlier in Pixel. Um, well, they're they're bringing back Google I/O. Um, they canceled their uh, their conference last year. It's originally set. Uh, it's held each May at Mountain View, California's Shoreline, California's Shoreline Amphitheater. Um, it's free. Um, it's it'll be virtual. Um, it'll be held uh, May 18th through 20th. Um, and also they're confirming that the, uh, there reports about, uh, Google ditching its plans for the pixel 5a 5g due to a global component shortage. Um, yeah. it's, uh, they're confirming it exists. It's back on track to arrive later this year. Um, a Google, per, Google spokesperson says, uh, uh tells engage in a statement quote, pixel 5a 5g is not canceled. It'll be available later this year in the U S and Japan. And announced in line with when last year's um, uh, announced in line with when last year's A series phone was introduced. So they're only planning to bring, and because of the supply chain issues, Google is only planning to bring the yeah. I'm sorry, reverting back to uh, they're bringing the five A Pixel five A to the U.S. and Japan. And quite honestly, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to come up with because I'm definitely new to I have a Pixel four. Uh, Pixel 4 XL, so I'm definitely going to look into getting that one. The uh, the supply chain thing's getting serious. Mm-hmm. GM has an entire factory that's sitting idle right now because they don't have enough components to build uh, the computers that control their cars. Yep, that was report, and uh, Todd uh, reported that was reported on uh, last night's podcast. So if you listen to the Central, yeah. So if you listen to the uh, Central podcast uh, last night, you can download on your app, or yeah, it was there mentioned about that. This. That is what I do on uh, Saturdays. <laughs> yep. And I have to do that. All right. So, and finally this week, um, Robeson's, Robeson Robotics is team of Hasbro to build an Optimus Prime collectible 
that can do more than look this cool in the display case. The company's Optimus Prime is a programmable robot that can actually move. It can automatically transform into vehicle and vice versa, walk in robot form and race in vehicle form. This Optimus Prime can form action based on the voice commands you issue or what you input through its accompanying app, which it receives via Bluetooth. The robot responds to a variety of voice commands that include move forward, roll out. <laughs> Who remembers that in, in the cartoon? <laughs> move left, right, volume up and down, shut down, open, fire, and attack, among many others. You can also tell it to say hello or ask it, uh, who are you? The actions come with sound effects, and for some of them, spoken dialogue by Optimus Prime original voice actor Peter Cullen. In his announcement, Robinson says it took 11 years of research and development to pro produce a robot with such a comprehensive set of functions. The programmable Optimus Prime doesn't have an exact release date yet, but it's now for pre-order from the Hasbro Pulse fan website for $699. Can you say ouch? Um, Casey Collins, general manager and SVP at Hasbro, says, quote, in our continuing persistence to elevated brand and play, Robinson's advanced innovations, innovation within robotics will allow our fans to bring their favorite Transformers characters to life in a way never achieved before within collectibles. That is very, very cool. And yeah, that's I obviously I love that that they've got Optimus Prime's proper voice. Mm -hmm. Um now granted he's basically always Optimus Prime. There's mm -hmm. very few uh examples where he's not mm -hmm. um including in things like uh Robot Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, anytime Robot uh, Optimus Prime shows up somewhere, so does he, mm. which I love. Yeah, yeah, I love watching that cartoon. I'm definitely, I'm definitely um, showing our age. And that is the tech news for this week for Friday, April 9th, twenty twenty one. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out the latest tech news and commentary from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then be sure to tune in, watch and tune in on at gncweekly.com slash live Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So please be sure to like and subscribe to the GNCWIR channel on YouTube. Also, make sure to click the bell and make, always select always for notifications so you will not miss the next episode. Also, be sure to share this episode to people that you know to check out this podcast as well. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Comments on this week's episode, we'd love to hear from them. Head on over to gncweekly.com slash connect and connect via email, Twitter, or Facebook, especially what answers do you have to submit to or question you want to submit to yahoo <laughs> i'm on twitter i'm at kirk corliss if you wish to find out what i said off air <laughs> on that i'm going to we'll get off air scott is on twitter at triple t m a b o till the next episode of gnc week in review so long yeah.